now listening to the Black Variant. Black Variant on RNC Radio. Like 127 is a good number yeah, you know man. like i don't know it just feels like very like it's 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 a healthy number you know what i'm saying it's like it's not like it's not a great number like no one wants their show to ever end on episode 127 or something like that <laughs> exactly. but like 127 is a good number be like yeah i've done this 127 times just like this year 127 time listening to the black variant i am the exile joined by 1017 van red the god ladies and gentlemen yeah, yeah. we're here to give you the latest and greatest in comic news but but of course, it's the week Black Adam drops, so of course, some big shit has to happen. So we got the homie Rich Newbie to pull yeah, up with us. How you doing, man? Into the building. I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. Yo, thank you for coming on, bro. We appreciate yeah, you. we really appreciate you. Uh, when we originally planned this, we thought it was just going to be Black Adam. <laughs> Lo and behold, David Zaslav coming through, like uh, Steve Austin <laughs> saving saving the WWF in the invasion. Uh <laughs> what a day, man! <laughs> Yo, man, these are just happening today, bro. Between like actual real life stuff, like Kanye West getting dropped from everything, which shout out to Adidas for y'all, you know, doing the absolute bare minimum six years after the fact, but whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, between this and this, and you know, the DC stuff, it's been a great day. Uh, how are y'all feeling today, man? I'm good, bro. I'm good. You know, you yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's been a good day. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, man. Oh, Richie, we, we gotta jump right in today, man. <laughs> yeah, let's just get into it. Let's just get into it. Um, we have House of Dragons to talk about. We'll talk about that later. Um, let's just talk about the, the DC bombshell that just dropped a little bit ago. Um, let me actually just pull up the Hollywood Reporter article. You know, got the plug here with us today. Um, <laughs> that there's been a huge DC update. James Gunn and Peter Safran. It's Safran, right? Not San Fran? Safran. Yeah. James Gunn and Peter Safran are set to lead DC Studios, the newly created DC Studios, to lead all film, TV, and animation division. Um, Both will be co-CEOs and co-chairs of DC Studios, with James Gunn focusing on the creative side and Peter Safran focusing on the business side. Um, it's said that James Gunn's still doing at least one more DC movie, but he will largely be an executive in this role, despite that he will probably co- he will do the occasional movie, though. I'm guessing all the big things he'll be the yeah. director of. Uh, guys, how are we feeling about this? Uh, man, uh, this came out of nowhere. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was coming home and I'm like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. This is happening now. Okay. Um, it kind of came out of left field for me, but um, I'm just happy we're getting a little more structure over there, man. Somewhat. Even yeah. though it's still still uh, Discovery Plus, and we're still like I don't know, but um, I don't know. I I like it. I'm interested to see where it ha- what happens with it, and um, yeah, just interested to see where it goes. Rich, how about you? Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good move. I'm excited for it. Um, like I had, I had heard a little earlier, you know, that James Gunn had some big DC plans. I didn't know to that extent, though. Uh, I was not expecting him to kind of like lead the whole ship. Brother, me uh, neither. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that's cool. I really like what he said about you know letting filmmakers kind of express their own creative voices because I feel like that's really important. Uh, I feel like that's what you know 
WB has fumbled with, you know, a, a couple times before. Um, so I feel like, you know, you have a, a executive producer now who comes from the indie world, who's also made blockbuster films. Um, you know, I think that we're going to get to see a lot of new voices in that space. Uh, and Safran uh, worked on the Conjuring series, which also like brought up a lot of horror filmmakers. So I think it's going to be uh, a good outlet to start seeing like some really new creative voices and kind of like lift some voices that people already like to that A-list level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, what about you, X? How you feeling? Um, you know, if you asked me three years ago if James Gunn, that James Gunn, or you told me three years ago that James Gunn would be the leader of all DC movies or DC anything ever. Um, who would have took that bet? <laughs> I I would have just started yelling like Vegeta after like he lost a Dragon Ball on Namek. Right, right, like, right. I would just I would have just started looking in the sky and just started cussing. Like I would have just like you know how like after even better if anyone's seen the Boondocks, you remember after Tom Dubois lost the um, parody R Kelly trial. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. <laughs> And he just started cussing in the courtroom, just like shit, shit. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's how I would have reacted. But like three years later, to a movie and a and a, a full show later, James Gunn has proven me wrong. I'm I'm not I'm not sad to say it here on this podcast either. And he really cheated because I really hate that he did this. He went and got the, he went and got a the greatest wrestler of all time, b my favorite wrestler of all time, John Cena, and put him in the starring role of both those things. How am I supposed to fight back against that? Yeah. Yeah, I had like that, I had no chance because all I've been hearing every time I watch Peacemaker or the Su- Su- Suicide Squad is do 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 do. See the trumpets, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I never stood a chance, man. I never stood a chance, man. James let us prove me wrong, um, and he's been handsomely rewarded for it. Um, to think this man was supposed to be leaving the MCU Phase Three like six years ago. Um, I I think we're in a brave new world. Um, this certainly makes things a little more interesting, though, if the, the rumors about WBD being sold again in two years is true. Because um, that means it's going to be like for they're, they're signed on for four exclusive years, Peter and James Gunn, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that means if if everything goes well, I mean, like, you know, nothing goes wrong during his reign or whatever, that halfway through his reign, Zaza will be gone. He'll have to deal with a whole new regime on how to deal with the DC movies. Um, now, if that happens, we don't know, but um, that will be, I think that would be most interesting. And if a studio that was created literally, well, I don't know, three hours ago, um, <laughs> gets folded in less than three years or four years or less, whatever, that will be a hell of a story arc to tell our kids in the future. <laughs> right. um, or our kids now for Red Shot Town. Um, but man, I. <sighs> We're in a brave new world, man. Yeah, or man. uncharted territory. We, I have no idea what's going to happen after this. Um, here I was last week talking about Zack Snyder taking over, potentially coming back to take over the DC Universe. You never know. Um, but yeah, this is this is great. Yeah, man. This, <laughs> this is great. What kind of projects they greenlight after this? Like, what's like? Yeah. What, Rich, what do you think some things like are, or we might be seeing down the pipeline coming soon or something like that? So I definitely think we're going to see like uh we're definitely getting a, a new superman movie for sure yeah. um i know that from what i've heard about zaslav he uh he really wants to to bring in uh big movie stars he's a big movie star guy 
Um, so I think we're going to see like a lot of big actors come in. I think that uh, that Keanu Reeves Constantine sequel is going to get folded into the DCEU so they can kind of interact with Keanu Reeves. Um, I think that, uh, you know, the, the Rock has a lot of things going. I think that we're going to see uh, a Justice Society movie, and I think that they're going to build up to a crossover with Justice League and Justice Society uh, you know, in the next few years, I definitely think that uh, a crisis uh, film is going to happen and be on the table eventually. Um, so I think that we're going to see a lot of focus on those big marquee characters. But then I also think, you know, because James Gunn loves like the the oddball characters, you know, like we saw in the Suicide Squad and like in Peacemaker, I think we're going to see a lot of those characters get the spotlight too. Um, you know, maybe in the form of, of series or some uh, some smaller budget. Uh, films, but you know, of course, not too small because that's a lot of <laughs> won't, won't go for that. <laughs> He's not having it, yeah. So, but uh, you mentioned Justice League, you think that gets fast tracked? A Justice League movie, I think they're gonna hold off a little bit. I think they're gonna probably focus on building up uh, the characters and like their individual films first and mm-hmm. then kind of building up Justice Society. But I would be very surprised if like we didn't circle back around to. Justice League and the dark side stuff eventually. Cause like they have all that groundwork there, you know, and especially since, you know, they do have uh Cavill back now, which was kind of like the big, you know, question mark, uh, like hanging over the whole franchise. So since he's back, really, there's no reason, you know, not to circle back to that uh eventually. And, you know, I think that Gunn has has strong relationships with with all the filmmakers who have done DC films uh, before. So I think we'll see like a lot more uh, collaboration in terms of like an ongoing story arc. But I also think that we're going to see a lot of distinct styles. Um, you know, I, I don't think that it's going to be kind of chasing Marvel's footsteps in terms of like trying to have everything kind of be like a, a certain kind of house style. You know, I think that mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of freedom to kind of like go wild with different tones and aesthetics and still kind of eventually you know have all these characters kind of join together in a big event film yeah definitely yeah i can't wait man that's interesting that's that's interesting man yeah um (laughs) we have no idea what's about to happen after this but i hope it's good um you guys ready to hop in dead shots this week yeah let's jump in bro all right first and foremost and this is a weird care or a weird er character i guess so uh, Rich, feel free to jump in. But uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen II um, is rumored to be playing Marvel's Wonder Man in the MCU. How do you both feel about this? <laughs> um, Wonder Man? I, I, I don't get. I, I don't know, man. I feel like you can use him on like a I don't know more known character. I would think so. Mm-hmm. He's a great actor, so I think he can make anything work. But I, Wonder Man is just interesting to me. Fair. Rich, how about you? Yeah, I think Yahya's really charismatic and. Like Wonder Man is isn't he's never been like one of my favorite characters, but like he is supposed to be a charismatic character. Um, but like it's kind of interesting too because like you get into the whole like Vision situation in the comics with like essentially like Vision's like you know brain waves are copied from from Wonder Man, uh, and so like when he dies in the comics, uh, Wonder Man and Scarlet Witch kind of have a thing going on. Uh, but like I, I have a hard time kind of like seeing that happen. Uh, <laughs> in the MCU. I mean, like, they could, like, 
make Vision like super black and charismatic and like have him get with Wanda. Hey, man, we don't, yeah, we don't need Vision, dog. I, <laughs> I can't do, I can't do Vision with a like Cuban link again. Damn, man, I'm still recovering from that. It's been a minute. All right, continue. Yeah, but it's it's definitely interesting. Um, you know, I think that he is like he's a he's a big act. Like I feel like he's one of the like biggest up and coming actors. So I am kind of surprised um, that they're going with Wonder Man. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of favored him for if they did end up bringing a variant of T'Challa. And I know that a lot of people yeah. have kind of been circulating his name for that. Um, and so Wonder Woman is just like a complete opposite direction. But I also feel like I mean, I've liked him in everything that he's done. So I feel like he'll he'll definitely bring it if he gets cast. Definitely. For sure. Um, give me one. There we go. Okay. So, uh, allegedly, this is heavy alleged. Marvel Studios is developing a special presentation for Silver Surfer, Surfer, which will serve as a prequel for Fantastic Four. How do y'all feel about this? Oh, sign me all the way up. Actually, you know how long I've been waiting for Surfer to come into the MCU. <laughs> I've acted every week, yo, man, when we doing the Surfer thing, man. Once <laughs> but I'm, I'm, it's very interesting that they're bringing him in before Fantastic Four. So I'm guessing he's going to show up in uh, like a Guardians or something like that. That would be yeah. exactly. So that would be weird. But yeah, how you feel, Rich? Yeah, I, I I love Silver Surfer. I think it's cool. I've heard that uh, you know based on the rumor that they're kind of taking the the Sandman approach with it, uh, the Netflix Sandman series, uh, kind of making it just like kind of like a poetic, I guess, like tone piece. Uh, it won't have any other like major Marvel characters in it from from what I've heard, um, but it'll definitely like kind of just like ground the character uh, in the MCU and the cosmos. But I definitely think he's going to show up in a in a Guardians project uh, before mm-hmm. we see him. That definitely think we're going to see a, a tease of him uh, in Guardians Three for sure. What if they no. do something trippy like uh so suffer black or something like that? Like, yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, because you said something about wax like him waxing poetic, and I was like, oh, that sounds that sounds horribly like Donny Cates. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> sounds extremely close to Donny Cates. Uh now, do you think if he goes to Guardians, right? Do you think that'll be before James Gunn leaves or after James Gunn leaves Guardians? Oh, it's gonna I think in the next movie. <laughs> Definitely in the next movie. What yeah. Actually, when is the next Guardian supposed to come out? Uh, May first week in May next year. Oh, so okay, cool. So yeah, that's that's a, yeah. He'll definitely be the next Guardians. Then never mind. Uh, next thing we got on the agenda: George R. R. Martin states that a Sea Snake spinoff starring Chorus Valarian or the character of Chorus Valarian is in development. How do y'all feel about this? Oh man, future future Valerian? Is 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 it time? <laughs> future Chorus is one of my favorite characters <laughs> on the show, man. So like. Him getting his own spinoff, yo, sign me up, brother. Sign me up. I will, yeah. I will. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just gonna say, like, I'm all about more, uh, more black fantasy shows, uh, and I'd like to see like the relationship between Corus and his brother explored in that prequel too. I think that'd be neat to see. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> R.P. I, I mean, <laughs> he got himself packed out, but yeah. he. I mean, and you know, not to be mean, but you know, he shouldn't have been talking shit. Oh. <laughs> uh, Let's get in, let's go ahead and get the Game of Thrones into House of the Dragon, episode ten, the season finale. Has everybody seen it before we proceed? Oh, absolutely, brother. Yep. All right, cool. Everyone's called to speed. We are good. Everyone consents to the spoilers that are about to happen. 
if you are hearing this, you ain't watched episode 10. That is between you and your God at this point. Okay. Don't come to X. Don't come to Van. Don't come to Red saying, oh, y'all was talking about it. And you, and I I was listening. I didn't hear watch yet. That's between you and your God and your deity. Okay, cool. Episode 10. Um, Let's talk about it as a whole real quick. How how was it for everybody? It was cool. I kind of like the whole internal thing we've seen, just the Renera trying to rally the troops somewhat. Well, not mm. really Renera. Everybody else around her trying to rally the troops. She's really just trying to calm down, think about what was happening, but everything was going good until that end scene. <laughs> <laughs> so I seen the rain and storms and that big-ass dragon in the courtyard. I said, oh, this is going left, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. It's a heart-wrenching episode, man. Um, yeah. Like, it basically opens with like her TT pulling up me like, yeah, your dad is dead, and also they stole your birthright. Um, want to talk about the trauma dump? She just walked in the door, just like, hey man, and just <laughs> just laid just laid it all on the table. Um, right near and like because of the stress, right near goes into labor. Um, yeah. goddamn, <sighs> the scene of Damon at the at the uh, what do they call it? The black table, the table, table. Black? I call the, the painted table. table. Yeah. The painted tape, thank you. Yeah. Um, them standing all around that and like her literally yelling for Damon. Damon's like, I don't know what y'all talking about. <laughs> I have no idea. Nor to like you ignore little kids. They were you don't hear it. The mace are just staring at him like, yo, you don't hear her calling your name, bro. Yeah, like so, you're not gonna say nothing. <laughs> He's talking about yeah, yeah. We got to meet the house Stark. Yeah, we got to holler at them, them, them. Yeah, he was like, yeah, we got we got to place them on the on the on the front of the peninsula. And they're like, bro, your wife is screaming your name in the background. <laughs> yeah, um, but like, I heard a I saw an interesting tweet though from people who are still trying to redeem Damon, um, who basically says that Damon's no selling the screaming um because like he doesn't want to be in the same position that he was in Lena's death where he had to make the decision. Um uh, I was I was like listen man that's a really nice theory. Rich, do you feel about do you also feel the same way about this theory? Uh I don't. Cool. <laughs> cool. We are all we are all in agreement. That's a great theory. Uh but we have seen from the very beginning Damien is very much willing to kill people he loves to do yeah. what he got to do. Um uh, yeah. even though he just hasn't had the opportunity to really do it yet. Or at least in the recently yet, because you know, depending on you know how you feel about Lena's death, and it's technically his fault. Um, the baby, however, Rainier's baby, you know, because she was screaming in the background, doesn't make it, unfortunately. Um, but that does not take away from the hard, hard scene. I had to watch to get to this point, though. Um, very emotional. But it then leads us directly into Rainier being crowned king when Sir. Eric, because somehow they're spelled differently, but they sound the exact same. Uh, arrive. Yeah, which, 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 like, I mean, I got George R. R. Martin is 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 off for that one. I can't, I can't deal with the same the same sounding name. They're the, they're, tw- they're twins, and their name is the exact same. Very the creative. only difference is the starting letter, bro. I can't do it. I can't. It, I just start calling them A and E. Like I just can't. That's all you can. That's the only way you keep them keep them apart. So, Eric with the E E, um, he arrives with Viserys's crown and you know does the knight's oath with Queen Rhaenyra there, and everyone basically joint gets down on one knee and joins him. Uh, Damon is the first person to refer to her as queen and actually crowns her. Um, in addition, the the, the biggest plot point or the biggest uh, I don't know 
Metal Gear Solid Duke sound. Um, Rainisa just standing in the background, just being like, damn, they all kneeling. That's crazy. <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> damn. I man, y'all, y'all kneeling before y'all kneeling before royalty. That's crazy. Couldn't, yeah, couldn't be me. I don't know. Damn, that's how they do it in Dragon Song. Damn. <laughs> um, how'd y'all feel about that part? <laughs> I thought that was funny. Renisa, this whole episode, just staring, just looking. There's a lot of looking from her. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she's she's definitely like sitting on a fence post for like most of the episode. I feel like a lot of Renice is just like the, the 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 woman who plays her. Uh, just a lot of her acting, just like a lot of nonverbal, just yeah. looking at people. Just yeah, it, but like it conveys everything you need to know, though. Yeah, exactly. Like she's she's getting she's getting all the points off, but you ain't she ain't said a word in fifteen minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. But after this, they, you know, start talking about terms and wars and treaties and peace and whose side on who's on Sue. And Rainier was like, we really hope, you know, we would have Lori Corliss and Lady Rainis by our side for this, you know, potential war. Um, Rainier says, I'll talk to my husband about it. They're like, they're <laughs> like, <agenda. laughs> they're like, wait, you're like, he's not dead. And they're she's like, nah, he's coming here. Oh, okay, cool. Tell us how you feel. Okay. You know, get back to us. I really um, thought Corliss was cooked. I really thought it was over. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I thought it would be a little bit too easy if he just got cooked. Like, it, I don't know what it is. Like, the the royal, all the like the, the royal family can be fighting, right? But like, the, also the richest man in the land can't also be dying at the same point. Like, you can only <laughs> you can only have either or. You can't have both. Yeah. Um, but Corliss gets re- redirected to Dragonstone. You know, they start talking. Rainey's is like. Imagine you wake up from your coma and the first thing you see is your wife telling you exactly how ain't shit you are. Um, <laughs> as soon as you wake up. And like in the most explicit, blunt, clear, clear terms possible, like spelling it out like she laid out a fucking court case or some shit like that. Um, but how'd y'all feel about this? No, nah, that was cool, man. I'm, I'm just happy my, my boy is alive. I really thought it was, they were going to kill him off screen, bro. Um... What do we got next? So Corliss wakes up, basically curses Rainier right out of his sleep. <laughs> I respect keep, keeping vendettas alive, honestly. Because you want to know what? that The average amount of time someone's mad for is 10 minutes. Corliss has kept this beef for six years. Bro, remember the first time you seen them together, she tried to pour him a drink and he was like, no. He was like, get, if you don't get that shit off my face. Exactly. That was literally the first interaction. Corliss been acting a lot like Pinky. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He's like, very upset. Very upset. Oh, <laughs> uh, but of course, Rainey's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not going to just cuss out my niece right quick. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because listen, I don't really like the motherfucker either, but she's the only one who's been showing any type of restraint in this situation. Maybe, maybe we should show her a little bit of respect. And Coral's right. like, you know what? You got a point. You got a point. Um, while this is going on, though, of course, Lord Otto Hightower pulls up. On the king's that. on the king's envoy, being like, "What's up? We're here to negotiate the terms of your peaceful surrender." Um, and then you know, Queen Rhaenyra on you know, uh, on on the I gotta say, one of the coolest things I've seen since you know they did it in the second episode. Um, Rhaenyra pulls up on her dragon, walks through this crowd, this this small crowd of traitors. It was like, "What's good? What's up with it?" <laughs> Um, and Otto basically lays out, and you know, you know, we've given him every legitimate symbol and ceremony, and, uh, and this and that, and you know, it will be really hard 
if you don't accept these terms of negotiation for your surrender. And, and what's Damon in the set? Well, Van, what did Damon say in the background? Brother, he said, hey, man, I'd rather let a dragon eat my two kids and accept these terms. <laughs> king. Let, let, let them be squires to the king. Exactly. Oh, Rich, how do you feel about the scene? Oh, it was a great scene. It was a great scene. I I, I loved it. Uh, I love Otto High Target and putting his plays because he Absolutely. he pisses me off all the time. So <laughs> he just has an extremely punchable face. Like, yeah, there's no yeah. other, there's no other way to put that, bro. He just has a really punchable face. And it, it, like when he was the lizard, it was fine. But like now he's like a political <laughs> mastermind. Exactly. And now like I I really just want to like kick him in the shin just one good time. Like I, I don't I want- love when uh, when Damon like took his uh, his hand. You know, symbol off and and threw it, or uh, was that Rhaenyra who did that? Yeah, I thought yeah, right there. No hand. I was like, Rich, she was like, get that shit off. Oh, <laughs> uh, but after this, you know, Team Black has a meeting. Uh, Rhaenyra was like, all right, like obviously this is some BS, but like I kind of at least at least have to think about it. That's my job. And Damon was like, no, nah, basically like, nah, you know, like like man. That you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, we're gonna we're gonna go to King's Landing. We're gonna we're just gonna start stomping people out. You feel me? Like Damon basically want y'all remember that family guy scene when they got out of prison, just like curb stomp Peter? Yeah, like <laughs> that's a, that's basically what Damon wants to do to like all of King's Landing at this point, yeah. right? And Rainero's like, all right, we can't we can't let like you can't be keep having these outbursts like this. Can y'all clear the room? Can can me and my husband talk? Um and like Rainero Rainero's basically tries to tell Damon about the song of Ice and Fire. And Damon reacts extremely <laughs> violently. Um, yeah. In which I just want to say, domestic violence, despite being depicted in the show, it's not okay. If you are experiencing that, please get help and call someone. I don't have the number in front of me, but I'll put it at the end of this episode just to make sure. Uh, I thought that was a complete tonal shift, though. I feel like yeah, it was. It was a weird. It was a weird. I was not expecting it. It was. It was a bit weird, but like it kind of goes back to. I don't. I really don't mean to bring this up because it's like the, the most disgusting scene in the show. But like before the time skip, and like when Millie and Damon were in the whorehouse, and like Damon, Damon's Damon gets like mad by his indecisiveness, or like people holding power over him, or having something over him. Mm-hmm. And when I think the I watched the uh, the thing they do after the show, where the showrunner was basically like Damon got reacted that violently because he realized. Viserys was not going to make him his fucking heir no matter what. Yeah, don't matter. Um, <laughs> would have died before he made Damon his heir, and that's why he never told him about the Song of Ice and Fire. And Rhaenyra realized that too and was like, oh, damn. That's crazy. You never heard about that? That's wild. <laughs> damn, only royalty gets that. Uh, <laughs> but they go back to everyone and you know begin the process of saying, all right, like we got to figure out who's with us and who's not. We need to start sending people. I need to start going on a tour or basic or whatever. Um, and the kids, and by the kids, I mean, Jace, Luke, Bela, and Reyna. Um, I do. And by this, I mean, it was all Luke. I mean, it was all Jace. Jace is literally the only one who volunteered for this shit and all of them somehow got it. But Jace volunteered to send to, you know, be the personal messenger for these peace treaties and for them to see, you know, who, who incites with who. Um, Luke, Luke gets pulled into it by peer pressure, um, because Bela and Raina were down with it too, and, and Luke's just standing there like, "Damn, damn, damn." Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Luke, young Luke Targaryen gets sit the Storms End, which is where the Baratheons sit. Um, the worst one to sit up to, man. Oh, the, yo, what what was Rhaenyra thinking? Yo? And like when I when they first send him there, I was like, "All right, well, like maybe." 
maybe this dude will just be like a drunken guy who likes to party, kind of like Robert was. Right. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe it'll be okay. And then you see that dragon in the background, Damon's <laughs> dragon, and you're just like, oh no, this is not- as soon as you see Vega, you're no, you know, oh, that's gonna be how Luke dies. That's yeah, crazy. He's gonna, I'm like, he's about to get cooked. Yeah. And like, you know, and right near being like, it's gonna be fine. Like, I know them, like it's gonna be cool. Like they're like, you know, they're gonna put you up. They might give you a couple holes for the night or something like that. Like <laughs> exactly set you up. They might give you they might they might they'll they will treat you right. He gets there and they're and like and Laura Bros basically like, man, fuck out of here. Like crazy, crazy to see in Vagar. Once you see Vagar, you know which one uh Allison sent, and you're like, Oh god, not this guy. Man. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, uh, you're like, oh damn, no, <laughs> the worst possible combination of all of this. They this is what happened. Exactly. Um, but young Luke can't even like get everything out before they basically turn him away, and Eamon is already asking for his eye. Like <laughs> <laughs> trying to squabble in there. He's like, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Baranthi was like, no, 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 we're not doing this here, bro. And then he said he was going to bring it to his mom. I was like, he doesn't want that. <laughs> Yo, chill out, man. I was like, so I know y'all ain't got a way to keep that fresh until you get there, too. Exactly. Like, you go put you, it in your pocket. You're just going gonna to take the rot and like keep it there out of spite, like put it in yeah. the box? That's disgusting. Um, but from the moment you see um, Luke on Irax or Eric's, uh, you know nothing's about to go right. Because as soon as he lifts off, Vagar is hot on his tail. Um, and I want to ask y'all this, right? Because like, it very clearly seemed during the whole thing, like at least to me, that Eamon meant to kill him and was just messing with him until he decided, you know, to actually do it. Um, but like, you know, spoiler alert, Eamon kills uh, Luke. Some, but technically on accident? I think Vagar kills him. Yeah, they basically like the 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 kids during the um skirmish uh lost control of their dragons. Um Eric shot fire at Vagar and Vagar was like, "Oh, oh, you think I'm you think I'm pussy?" Oh, yep. that's how that's how this works. Oh, okay, cool. Um he ate Eric's, bro. Like Yeah. He yeah. ate he ate everything but like the very tip of his tail and the very tip of his head in one bite. Dragon like, on dragon violence, man. That was Rich how did you how like old <laughs> pork, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> See the wings just dropping down, like oh damn. Yeah, like I oh, uh, but how'd y'all feel about this? Because it seemed very clear to me that like he meant to kill them, but like he just didn't mean to do it like that. Like I really but, don't think he meant to kill them, bro. I really just think he was like he wanted to mess with them, and it just went too far, man. Yeah, I feel like he's still upset about that that pig joke. You know, and I feel like <laughs> he took it to heart. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like he, you know, he's like, I got this dragon, I got the best dragon. I'm just gonna like, you know, s- scare you because I know you're weak and you're afraid. But uh, yeah, I feel like uh, he lost control of the situation. I feel like if if Luke had chosen to like fight him, you know, with swords, uh, you know, at the Baratheon's place, I feel like he definitely would have taken his eye. But I don't think that he would have. I don't think he would have tried to kill him yet. He definitely would have been maimed. He just wouldn't have been murdered yet. Okay, yeah. I feel you. Um, but yeah, the episode ends with Rainier giving LeBron game six face. The Targaryen oh. stare. You know what that means. And you know, in that one vein, right, right uh-huh. to like the off left of their forehead, like that just starts popping each and every one of them. Yeah, it's about to be a lot of war crimes and you know, danger. Um, how'd y'all feel? How'd y'all feel about this? How'd y'all feel about season one as a whole? Everything. 
Nah, season one was awesome, man. It really. I'm happy that we're back. Game of Thrones is back. You know, people talk so much crap about a uh, season eight, but here we are back watching it every week once again. You know, with more spinoffs on the way. So with I'm more spinoffs on the way, yeah. Rich, how you feel? Yeah, I I loved it. Like I I wasn't even like planning on like watching it weekly when it was first announced. And like I I really liked Game of Thrones. Like I I loved the show. I didn't have an issue with the ending other than like I thought everything happened too quickly. But like just like on the nature of prequels, you know, I was just like I don't know. Like I don't know if I'm interested in this. Uh but like it hooked me right away and like I probably like I think I liked it better than the first season of of Game of Thrones. Yeah, um I just I thought the character work was just like so incredible and I thought the filmmaking was just, you know, excellent. Like some of those shots, you know, are just absolutely some of the some of the best like fantasy filmmaking uh I've seen. It definitely like exceeded all of my expectations for it. Absolutely. For sure. What about X? Um I think I mean Technically, I would probably put this over the first season of Game of Thrones. I saw people talking about it earlier today, so I figured we might as well bring it up on the show. Uh, but, like, I think that's an unfair comparison because I think making TV in the year of our Lord 2010 and making TV in the year of our Lord 2022 are two very different things. Um, and thankfully, one had a decade of, you know, mistakes to learn from from the other. Exactly. So, yeah, sure. yeah. Um, but I, I, House of Dragons is really good. Um, they know how to keep people, like, in, you know, involved in the action and feel value and like feel like they're part of the ride. Um, I'm, you know, I am all, I am all tapped in on this, man. I am so excited. I can't, like, I really hate to be the dickhead to be say this, be like, I, I am so, I am so ready for these kids to start maiming each other all over again. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be violence now. <laughs> like, I'm telling y'all right now, there's eventually going to be an Amon versus Damon fight, and that, that shit is going to be so good. That's gonna be and the greatest. With all that survey, it's yeah. going. It's going to look like I don't. I don't. I don't even know how to describe it, bro. It's like it's going to be like watching Civil War again for the first time. Like yeah. it's going to be like seeing BVS again for the first time. Like it's going to be like it's going to be like seeing pro wrestling for the first time. It's like, like that Rock versus yeah. a Stone Cold promo. That's from WrestleMania. <laughs> from WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah uh, I need to beat you, Rock. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, like it's gonna be special. It's gonna be that's gonna be like up there with Battle of the Bastards. That's yeah. going to be up yeah, there with like hard sure. home. Like I cannot yeah. wait for that. And I'm not telling y'all who wins because technically, and, and I feel like I feel like Eamon has those like anime character vibes. So you know yes. he's gonna go hard. <laughs> oh my god, he's an anime villain. Oh, uh, but yeah, House of Dragons, amazing. Cannot wait for more of it. Um, you guys ready to hop into this week in comics? Yeah, let's jump in. Yep. Uh, Nightwing started a new arc this week because, oh, I didn't talk about any of that. My bad. Um, Nightwing finally defeated Blockbuster and got his big Bloodhaven saving moment. Um, and him and Barbara are finally back together after like, I don't Again? know, six, I, like after like six months of like, I don't know, working together in, in, in fucking. I don't. Like weird, man. It, like I'm, I'm not even like saying fucking like to like to make a point, but like it's been very clear in the book that they have not not been having sex. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it, I thought they were already together, but like you know these new you know these new 
single relationships and all their different statuses and terms and lack of th- these days. Maybe I'm not judging. Yeah, maybe they have to confirm. Maybe, you know, you know, you know how it is. Someday you got to do the soft launch. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Nah, you gotta, exactly. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta post a bracelet or something on your story. Just see how everybody <laughs> reacts. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta post the elbow. You gotta put the app real, real small in the corner. Like you gotta do what you gotta do. It happens. I, I, get, it. I get it. You know what I'm saying? If I had to deal with hinge to for dating these days, I would do the same thing. I get yeah, it. I get it. Um. But yeah, Nightwing is, Nightwing's been great. Uh, I think we talked about Daredevil last week with uh, Matt and Electric getting married while whooping ass. Yeah. I think that was so cool. Um, but besides that, I, don't, I haven't been keeping up with much else. What about y'all? Uh, I read the uh, GCPD, uh, Blue Wall. That's uh-huh. a pretty good comic. Pretty good comic. Batman beefing with the police. Always one of my favorite uh, story arcs. Uh, <laughs> Aquaman Andromeda is underwater. Silver Surfer Black. Um, so yeah, into that. <laughs> So you're into that. You're into that. Uh, Titans United is always a sneaky good book that a lot of people just aren't reading, but it's very good. Um, they done with the whole blood cult shit, you know. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I read. I didn't really touch Marvel this week. Bitch, how are you? Yeah, I've been catching up on uh, back issues. I uh, I haven't got my new comics this week. Uh, my store isn't open on on Tuesdays anymore. Just on. Uh, Wednesday through Saturday, so I haven't got my my pull this week. But um, yeah, I've been catching up on um, finishing up the Miles Morales run. Um, nice. The before the new one launches in uh, in December, um, so I just finished up with the whole uh, Clone Saga with Miles, and uh, now I'm on the new costume uh, new costume era. I have very I have very mixed feelings about how do you, um, yeah how do you feel about the yeah, new we costume? Need to know, we need to know. Oh uh, yeah, I don't I don't like the new costume at all. I feel like I feel like it doesn't make sense. It's not practical. Uh also the artists are all very inconsistent with drawing it. Yes. Uh, it yes. like it like never looks the same between artists, which is is wild. Like it's just like it's not a it's not an artist friendly costume design. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean just the the whole like I don't know, the whole arc it's been it's been pretty hit or miss for me. I'm I'm very excited for a new creative team. Um, I feel like I don't know. I just I feel like Miles is is an A list character and he deserves an A list book. And I yeah, feel like to the choir, man. For for the last few years, I feel like they've just kind of been like keeping it low stakes and and low scale. And I feel like you know they really haven't done enough to elevate him they haven't put on you know their best artist uh yeah it's just i don't know he's he's one of my favorite characters so i feel like you know he definitely deserves more respect and you got like amazing spider-man coming out like three times a month and like dan slot doing another spider-man book which is not necessary at all or john uh, Romita jr coming back how does he know? keep feeling forward bro i don't get it <laughs> it's crazy. yeah it's 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 wild to me. I don't I don't get it. <laughs> uh, the only thing I got to add is I've been I'm half I'm halfway through this Catwoman omnibus now. The Brubaker run from uh like the big the basically Catwoman as we know her with the black suit with Brubaker mm-hmm. and, and Darwin Cook's art. Um, I'm halfway through that. Yo, this is a really good book, yo. I really would like I I didn't know like Catwoman comics were always this progressive. They've always been this good apparently. I should read more Catwoman books. Everyone yeah. should read more Catwoman books 
because there's literally a line in this book about her talking to some um to a drug dealer and being like, "Yo, you dumbass, you showed out to the white man." Like, you're not better. Like, bro, you're not better. You're the bully on the corner now that you grew up hating. He was like, oh, shit, you're right. Um, (laughs) Like, just small things like that I think is so cool. And just having empathy for, like, characters and kids running around and stuff, you know, assuming they're all criminals. Yes, I'm looking at you, Spider-Man books. Um, But, yeah, I think, like, shout out to Catwoman. Shout out to uh, Edward Baker, who's still doing the damn thing these days. And I hope Marvel pays you more than that bullshit party. Oh, uh, <laughs> you guys want to hop into the Titan season four trailer? Then we'll get into Black Adam. Yeah, man. The Titan, are Titans back, brother? Are we are we back watching Titans? Rich, before we get into that, let's get an objective viewpoint. Rich, how'd you feel <laughs> with the Titans trailer? Man, I gotta be honest. I I dropped off the Titans then season two. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Um, I so like. We're, we're four, this is the fourth season of Titans, right? We basically know what this show is by now. Yeah, we know right? the formula. Uh, we know the season's going to start off strong. It's gonna it's gonna lose itself in the middle. We're gonna kind of stick the landing at the end. Um, so with all this knowing this, do I really care about Brother Blood enough to watch this season weekly? Is is this the year X finally says, "Hmm, I'm gonna binge this at the end." <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I mean, I like, I like cult shit, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just it's always interests me. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to uh, with it. So we know who's been doing most of the work for the Dahmer view view time. No, not not. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I'm putting that shit into the sun. Nah, nah. <laughs> um, I think the cult stuff is cool, but like, I don't. Is it gonna be cooler than Deathstroke? Like, yeah, true. Is, is it gonna be? Is it gonna be cooler than Red Hood? It like like might have peaked too soon. We might we might they might have put all the bangers out too soon, honestly and truly. Because I'm gonna keep it real with you. I couldn't tell you who's the villain of season one. Couldn't tell you at all. Um, I think it was Trigon, but like we don't we no one talks about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like I. I don't know, man. Do I really care about Brother Blood enough? That's the problem here. But I mean, Lex Luthor was in it, so I might. It happens. Um, I th- I actually skipped one thing on the agenda, and I am so sorry. Um, we forgot to talk about Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, brother. Oh yeah, Quantum Mania, brother. How did everybody feel about that trailer? Yo, Jonathan Majors is him, man. It's gonna be an all time carry job. I'm happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Fame carry job. How about you, Rich? Yeah, I'm I'm excited. I uh, especially for Kang and Jonathan Majors. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Ant-Man movies, um, but it looks like Peyton Reed like stepped up his directing game. I like what he did on The Mandalorian, so it looks like he's bringing some of that uh, to this. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see. I mean, Jonathan Majors is, is great in everything. So, I mean, he's definitely like the main draw of that film. Easily. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I... So, like, I don't know how. It's giving, like, Guardians 1 vibes to me. Um, and that's the best Guardians movie. So, I guess I think that's a compliment. I don't mean it as an insult. Um, but I I just can't see the vision on Ant-Man. I just, I just can't. I don't, want, I don't know what it is. I'm not sure if I have, if I have beef with Paul Rudd. Like, maybe I, need, maybe I need to go talk to my God and, think, and figure that out. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, like, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't see it on, on Ant-Man. Um, the I, I 
like everybody else, the only thing I'm interested in in this is Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing about that. All the cool stuff I want to see from Jonathan Majors will be on YouTube like the week after this is out. And then I won't have to spend $15 oh, yeah, to go see this. Yeah, yeah, like the like the whole fan cam, the whole highlight reel will be on YouTube after like, and I, then I don't have to spend $15 plus popcorn and drink or whatever or whatever food I'm trying to smuggle into the theater. I don't know. But like, I, it's going to have to sell me a bit more for me to be really tapped in because we didn't get to see like, too much of Kang. Um but if they show him like really, really wrecking stuff, like if they if if they see him just like if I just see him like throwing a mean elbow at Ant Man, yeah. I'll be tapped in. Yeah. If we're if we're getting negative, I'll get negative. But like I don't. It's I Ant-Man. I want to see. I mean, honestly, Kang can kill everybody except for Cassie. I do like Cassie because I like the whole Young Avengers thing right. uh, mm-hmm. and her becoming stature, so she can live. But like Hank, Janet, uh, Scott. Hope, especially hope, they can all. <laughs> yeah, <it's really> <laughs> <hope. laughs> they can all go, man. And, and if you know, you know. Handshake. Um, you guys ready to get in Black Adam? Yeah, man. Yep. What a week! What a what a week! The 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 power dynamic in the DC universe has definitely shifted. Um, Rock to man of his word. <laughs> <laughs> How do y'all feel about Black Adam? I thought it was fun, man. I I really enjoyed this movie. Um, the most surprising part for me about this movie is I really, really enjoyed the JSA. I thought they were gonna be like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. They're really like a focal point in this movie, and I, I really, I really enjoyed that about it. But you know, it was really good. They had solid actors around the rock, so he he didn't really have to do a lot of heavy lifting at all. I don't even think he said a lot of lines. Like he didn't even speak <laughs> a lot. But uh, nah, man, they did they did right by the rock, man. It's a very good movie. Rich, how about you? Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it too. Uh. I, I like The Rock as a personality, you know. Um, you know, he he kind of has that like Stallone or Schwarzenegger thing where it's like, you know, you're not going in like expecting like uh you know game changing performance, but like you go and see him do his thing and the other characters are are really fun. I love Hawkman uh in particular. Um I thought that was really cool to see. I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with the the JSA. Um I thought, you know, I, I thought it was one of the things that surprised me is like I was I was pleasantly surprised by like how much it kind of like tackled this idea of like American superheroes kind of coming in and like enforcing, you know, their own brand of like American justice. And they haven't been like in these countries before, mm-hmm. you know, and they've never cared about like any of these people before. Like I actually like that the film goes to a length to kind of like, you know, talk about that. I mean, it's not subtle at all, yeah. but I feel like, you know, with 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 The Rock, like he's very much like a, a general audience is kind of like people pleaser where, you know, he's not really like picking a, a side or like, you know, his movies don't really have like a political message to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like it was nice to kind of see that, you know, tackled here of like, yeah, like <laughs> Americans like do come into these other countries and like think that they know what's going on and think that, you know, their sense of justice is the right way. Uh, but like I like how it kind of like places the power like back in the hands of the of the people who live there. I thought that was cool. Yeah, like um, I saw a couple of tweets about this movie um, that said basically like, yeah, Black Adam's a movie about how murder is cool. And I was like, okay, so like, and no, no, like no formal disrespect to the writer, but it was a white dude. So I was like, okay, like I gotta take that opinion with a grain of salt because I don't know 
I don't know what this movie could be. It could literally be like him just like, you know, starting a revolution. And like, that's what, that's what some people will tweet. Um, because that's just that man's experience. Right? right. So I watched the movie and it's literally a story about a, uh, I don't know, a, a historically oppressed minority accidentally resurrect, like basically, like basically accidentally resurrecting their pa- They're like their patron saint, Like, yeah, yeah. Literally, like their literal patron saint who proceeds to just like wipe everybody off the map. Not even not not even just everybody, just like wipe all the oppressors off the map and just the oppressors. Yeah. Like, yeah. He like there was the only collateral damage was I forgot the kid's name. I'm so sorry. But the only collateral damage in the whole movie was the kid. Like, yeah. And they he just got like and and like, not to be mean, but like, he just got tased once. Like <laughs> in the great in the grand <laughs> scheme of things, that's not that bad. Like then, on top of that, you have Hawkman the whole movie telling Adam, like, yo, we can't be killing people. Like, yeah, you know like, like, like literally every time Black Adam kills someone, someone in someone in the background, either it'd be a character or someone in the movie theater being like, Bro, you can't kill that person. But like at Hawkman, literally every like past like the 40 minute point, every time Black Adam kills someone, Hawkman was like, Bro, this is like the fifth time we done talked <laughs> about this, bro. This. How many times I gotta say this? Do you think I'm a joke? Like, yeah. um, and I love that like Hawkman came off as a dickhead in the movie, like who just really wanted to scrap the whole time. But here's yeah. the thing: that's exactly how he is in the comics, too. Like, he loves to just fight, bro. He just he Hawk, you will be sitting down having a great drink. Let's just imagine you out with the homies, you're just having a good time, liquor's flowing. You know what I'm saying, y'all got something on the TV. People, you know, you know, the vibes are right. There's much pain in the world, but not in this room. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Uh, and the homie, hey, yo, you want a slap box? What? <laughs> what? I'm crying. Hawkman, this is my fourth blunt. I am no condition to slap box, man. What are we doing? Yo, shout out Dr. Fate just sitting there like, yo, y'all can do what y'all got to do. Yo, Pierce Brosnan. Yo, Pierce Brosnan. We got to talk about that man for a second. He has been consistent my entire life. And he was great in this movie. Rich, how do you feel about this man? Oh yeah, he was he was he was awesome. Uh I love Dr. Fate. I love what he did with it. He was definitely having fun too, which was nice to see. Like you can I tell he was he, getting off. Like when, yeah, he, yeah. Like, when he crossed his leg on the couch, he was like, Oh, the yeah. doing now. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, um, I thought like he came off as like, all right, like the plan is to jump him. All right, we're gonna see how that goes. Yeah, um and then they get there, and he's like, "Yeah, like I told him, like jumping you wouldn't work." By the ma- by the way, my name is Doctor Fate. Um, and then also this, just the way like he he connected with Black Adam and, and humanized him a bit, because uh, like basically in the whole movie, like we don't, we we I mean like we know the Rock is is the is the kid's dad, like we know what happened because like the trailers told us, um, but like in the movie, like we don't know like the Rock is not the kid until like what. At least two thirds of the way through the movie, like yeah. before we get to the point of like we we learn Black Adam was not the kid. Like Doctor Fate was was the one who was humanizing him throughout the movie, mm-hmm. um, being like, hmm, maybe like he's been through some shit. Like maybe we shouldn't just jump him or something like that. Um, I think that was I think that was really cool and just just generally like I like the magic that was showed. It was mad entertaining. I, I'm very sports entertained yeah. right now. Uh, I thought. The way they did it, the way they got weird with it, um, I like the way that like I'm not sure if it's because like the the, the helmet like the helmet wasn't perfectly symmetrical. Um, like one part seemed to be like a damage at least a little bit, 
and I and like I thought a little like a little um, fan theory I put in my head was like maybe like because the helmet's messed up, like all his magic is fraction like or like fragmenty. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. like the way like every because everything was like a fragment of him like basically appearing out of like some chrysalis or something like that. Um, but I thought that was mad cool. Um, did anybody else catch that the injustice? So um, the scene where he freed Black Adam, we freed the Rock from I don't know the Gulag. Um, the the same animation from um they use for that is yeah. Doctor Fate's intro from oh, Injustice yeah, Two. Yeah, I popped. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, get. The, I was like, yeah, they put this in here. That's crazy. And then I was like, damn, they probably did it to save money on CGI. Um, <laughs> I mean, if they did, whoever did is a genius and deserves a raise. Exactly. Um, but I thought, yo, I loved it. I loved Aldous Hodges. Yo, Aldous Hodges, Hawkman. We got to take a second to talk about him. Um, how do y'all feel about him generally? Oh, he's fucking awesome, bro. I, I need more. I need more, bro. Yeah, when when he came in with that suit before he was on Hawk, Hawkman, I knew, I knew he was gonna be great. That suit was fire. Uh, Aldous Hodge is, is a great actor. Yeah, I I want a Hawkman solo movie. Bring yeah, Hawkman in. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I would say like if Journey Smollett wasn't already playing someone in the DC universe, she could be. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, she would have been great. Yeah. Um, but. I love how charismatic he was throughout the movie uh, because like most I feel like in superhero movies a lot of black actors don't really get to show how charismatic they are but they still dis- yes. they, they, they still shine despite like Don Cheadle and Iron Man um, for sure it's the, the, the stoic black man trope like I always yeah. talk about it all the time like so often like they don't let like black characters like have fun they're always like gotta be you know so uptight and just like super you know, serious yeah can't, yeah we can't we can't offend anybody like they can't have fun they gotta like fit in with the white people and yeah, yeah exactly yeah and then this movie like we got him like being his authentic self like we don't how many me and you jokes we didn't seen in our, in our lifetimes in a major American superhero movie? You know what I'm and, saying? And more importantly, he was the leader, bro. He was yeah, the leader. he was yeah. The, he was the leader of Justice Society. Now, mind you, that also meant he took the brunt of the ass whoopings, but but he was the leader of the JSA. You lose nothing jobbing out to the rock. Yeah, but you do lose into Sabak. Exactly, like exactly. <laughs> like Sabak. Come on, jobber, bro. Um, but I I mean I get it. Don't get me wrong. But I thought he was great. Um, I think uh, I think Contessa Swindell and Noah Centineo. Um, I think they both were like were great. Um, I thought they did more with Cyclone. Like out of everyone, like out of the JSA being an afterthought, like you said earlier, I thought of anyone she was going to be the afterthought, and she was anything but. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and just generally speaking, I love the diversity of this movie. For um, sure. Yeah. There was like all of three white characters, um, and two of them were in the JSA. So the other one was like a colonizer. So I thought that was really cool to see like white people do the you know the stereotypical roles. You're either a superhero or you're like the villain they they beat up. It, it's no in between these days. Uh, but I think that like, and I saw like the audiences for this movie were mostly black and brown too, which yeah. I think is super yeah. cool. Um, and once again, to Rich's point earlier, I thought I love also loved how they didn't. It wasn't shy about Western imperialism and colonization and like how that really affects things and people and like, the resources they steal. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love how this movie was very brunt. And I totally see why this took 15 years to get made now. Um, yeah. yeah, I but the one thing, like the polarizing reaction, because like it seems critics hate this movie, it but does, audiences yeah. love it. Yeah. Everyone I've talked to about it likes this movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. 
I mean, like the audience I saw it with were like cheering and like it was a very like enthusiastic audience. Um, like I kind of talked about this a little bit in a piece that I wrote for THR today. Is like I do fight think fight. that fight fight to everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I do think that you know sometimes like the critical reception, like I do think it kind of dismisses general audiences. And I do think that, you know, when we when we think about, like, the, the global message of some of these movies and, like, how it does speak to, like, black and brown people, I do, you know, kind of feel that sometimes there is this kind of, like, critical reaction where people kind of, like, look down their noses at, like, people who, you know, like this movie. And, you know, I see a lot of comments about, like, it's dumb, you know, it's generic, it doesn't do anything. And it's like, well, well, hold up a minute. Like, I actually feel like it is doing something interesting. It is giving us something that we haven't seen mm-hmm. in the superhero genre before. Like, sure, not all of it is the most original story, but I think that this is is connecting with people beyond kind of, like, the, the white audiences that so many, like, critics and, like, box office pundits, you know, put their, their focus on. Exactly. That's a great point. That's I you know, I was I had another joke prepared, but like you hit the nail on the head, man. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, hurt, I'm not gonna wax lyrical about shit else. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That that that's the end of this, that's the end of the segment, the recap for the week. Um is there anything do you do we want to talk about just generally speaking, because we you know before the big James Gunn update for today, we got a big basically a like a the state of the DC universe address last week from the Hollywood reporter. Um and you know the biggest one of the biggest things that come from Black Adam is Henry Cavill officially for sure hundred percent put that shit in the sky coming back as Superman yeah man. um and we know we're at least getting one solo movie basically a Man of Steel too um with this and like the news of basically Matt Reeves developing out the Batman universe which I think a showrunner for the Arkham series got picked today yep. um which shout out to them because I heard like their shit is very weird. And I think that's so cool. Yeah, Antonio Campos. Yeah, he did um, uh, the Devil all the time uh, with uh, Robert Pattinson and uh, oh Tom shit, yeah. Oh, oh, that. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Oh shit, that's gonna this is gonna be good. Um, and then we got the Wonder Woman. I think the Wonder Woman three script is finished, and then um, we know for sure Ezra Miller's being written down the Flash at this point. Um, and you know the next se- the, the script for the sequel is already finished. So, Rich, how do you generally feel about the state of the DC universe going forward? I feel really good about it. I feel like it finally feels like they're on the right track. Like they're getting you know stuff in order. I feel like you know they've 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 gotten rid of the the, the big problem issues like going on behind the scenes. Um, I feel like it's really going to take off in the next few years. I feel like the the court of public opinion is going to change on that too because like. Whenever I try to like talk to my friends about like DC movies, like if it's not Batman, like it's it's a struggle for me to convince them, you know, to go to the theater and like tell them that oh this is gonna be cool, um, you know. But I feel like that's gonna that's gonna change in the next couple years. I feel like mm-hmm. they're really gonna they're really gonna get going again. Yeah. Yeah, man. Dan, you ready to hop in the soapbox for the week? Yo, man, no soapbox week. Go see Black Adam, man. <laughs> tell us about it. <laughs> tell us your thoughts. Matter of fact, call the Hero Hotline. Yeah, man. Call the Hero Hotline. Let us know how you feel about Black Adam. Let me make sure. Email us. Whatever you got to do. Do not send a voice message. I'm going to keep it real with you. (laughs) Um, If you send a voice message, I'm going to be upset. Do not send a voice message. 
to me, man. We are in 2022. Send a text message like a grown man, okay? <laughs> um, the phone number for the Hero Hotline is 516-362-6197. Again, that is 516-362-6197. Look at me. Repeating phone numbers like I'm on parents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> make sure to tap into Live from Times Tower, the official podcast, a.k.a. the TYN Show, the Young Justice Rewatch podcast, featuring myself, Van, and Jamal, coming to you next week. Um, what we got next? Look out. My, yo, the homies Meal and Jamal had the director of Anime NYC on the show today. Oh, you man. cannot tell me my mans are not doing big things. My boy right, Jamal's on his Barbara Walters. I respect <laughs> <laughs> On his Walter Concrete, you feel me? Exactly. Uh, make sure to tap into Subslide Dubs Y as well. Uh, make sure to tap into Jeff J on the A Show this week. Tap into the War Report. Tap into the Rewise Room. Make sure to tap into the Black Print Ugly Radio with Rob and the BLT Podcast. Subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash the Black Variant RC. Shout out to everybody who's been supporting us. Um, big shout out to the homie Rich for pulling up once again yeah, thank for you the so Black much, Variant. Yeah, it was great to be on. I always have, have a blast with you guys. Thank you. No problem, man. No, Make sure, you, man. hey, plug your stuff. Tell everyone where they can find you. I do mean everywhere. If you want to talk for five minutes about where they can find you, bro, I will give you the time. Do what you gotta do. All right, I'm uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Richard on newbie. I uh, post all my stuff there. Um, I also have a, a collection of uh, horror short stories that I wrote. Uh, it's called We Make Monsters here. Uh, it's available on Amazon, and the link to that uh, is also uh, on my bio. Um, yeah, that's that's it. All right, man. This has been the Black Variant Issue 127. I'm X Exile. This is 1017 Van Red, the guy, ladies and gentlemen. This is Richard Novi, and we will see y'all next week. Remember, spin the bottle, don't spin the block. We out. <laughs> Bye.